Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hey everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. This is episode seven, and I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco. This is a bonus episode, and I am really excited to just be coming on and sharing with you guys what my pregnancy has been like so far. So if you're looking for a home birth story, this isn't going to be one quite yet, but I thought some of you might be interested in what's going on. I am already somehow at week 20. I don't know what happened to this first half of pregnancy, but it feels like it must have happened to somebody else because I don't really remember being pregnant very much. But apparently I have been for 20 weeks. So I thought that I would just go into a little bit of detail of what this pregnancy has been like, kind of compare it to my last pregnancy and just let you guys know what is going on. So uh, backstory, I'll let you know that both of our pregnancies have been semi-surprise pregnancies, uh, both super incredible, amazing surprises. Um, I actually was planning in my planning mind that never goes quite how I think it will go, uh, to get pregnant probably sometime around now, around January, but that didn't happen. That happened in September. I had, um, so I stopped breastfeeding. We weaned in June of this past year. So Janie breastfed for 18 months and then we weaned mostly because I just really wanted to take a few months before getting pregnant again to really focus on my health. It had just been, you know, it's a long time to go pregnancy and then all of breastfeeding, um, not to really be able to detoxify. I am the kind of person that like, I hoped that when I would breastfeed, maybe I'd be one of those moms that like drops all of the pregnancy weight super fast and is fit and healthy. And not that I wasn't fit or healthy, but there was a definite good, you know, 15 pounds that would not go away. Well, no, I guess it wasn't actually, that's a lie. I'm exaggerating a lot. There was a good seven pounds that wouldn't go away. And that was just kind of annoying. But, um, I really knew that my health had, I hadn't, I didn't do too much before having Janie to get into great health. Cause like I said, that one was a little bit of a surprise too. Um, so I really wanted to take that time to just get my body in the most optimal health possible, focus on my nutrition, focus on detoxifying before getting pregnant again. So what I decided to do was start fasting, which I could talk all day about fasting. Uh, all of my friends have heard me talk about it. My church has heard me talk about it. I love water fasting and it changed my life. So I actually heard about it through the Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast, which is my favorite podcast. Um, ben interviewed Dr. Daniel Pompa. And you guys should go check out that interview. It's really good. But Dr. Pompa has a Facebook group called Fasting for a Purpose. And it's really cool because it's got a really good spiritual element to it. It's not just about, oh, like you just fast to get healthy, which is a huge benefit of it. And they encourage all walks of life, all types of faith in the group. But it is, it's founded by um, a Christian couple. But, um, but yeah, so they add the spiritual, the spirituality to it, which I, I really loved. So... I joined that group and got a lot of information on fasting and decided that when I was weaning Janie, like the day that I started, the day that we weaned, I started my first 
seven day water fast. So I'm like a very go big or go home kind of person. So I wasn't going to fool around with like smaller fasts. It was just, all right, we're going to do this, which was a very interesting experience. And I don't know that I do or don't recommend it. Like, I think it just depends on your personality, but uh, it, it was great for me. It was not nearly as hard as I thought it would be not to eat. Like I wasn't hungry like I thought I would be, but it did cause significant discomfort. And one of the the things that I thought was really interesting was after I had Janie, I had some really, really deep like bone pain. Like I, I don't know how to explain it better than it was deep bone pain. Like in the middle of the night, my hips would be aching and my shoulder was aching. And so I took calcium and magnesium, hoping that that would help. Nothing helped. My midwife and I just couldn't really figure out what was going on. And finally, after a few months, it stopped, but there was something not great happening. And and I was in tremendous pain. Um, Most people probably would have seen a doctor, but I just don't really do that. But um, so while I was fasting, that's one of the things that came back up. Like my body brought that bone pain back. So that was rough. That was like days three through or two through five, I think was when I was just in tremendous, tremendous pain. But then once that day five hit, it was gone. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was the first fast and I felt unbelievable after that. So then the next month I did a five day water fast. And then the next month I was going to do another like five to seven day water fast, But then I had listened to this, like these podcasts about people that had done really extended water fast and how it had cured all these ailments. And I have like leaky gut problems really bad, some kind of autoimmune issues. And I had a really bad mold exposure uh, in 2015. So I thought, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm just going to do a really long fast. I'm going to fast for one day for every year of my life so far. So in August, I was still 26 by a few months. So I did a 26-day water fast. So go ahead and call me crazy now. Get it all out of your system. I know. I know. I know. My family was really stressed out about it, but they, like, I knew that if I was, I wasn't going to die because they were going to make me do something if I started to seem like I was going to die. Luckily, that didn't happen. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I didn't eat for 26 days. And while this was going on, I, another just like admission here, I, we do natural family planning. Um, I do a lot of brain charting, so I don't like write a lot of my stuff down, which I know is really bad and I shouldn't be, I don't condone it. Do as I say, write it down, not as I do brain chart. But uh, so I was just like, you know, going based off of symptoms and signs. And around the time that I typically ovulate, I had symptoms of ovulation. So all seemed normal. Well, then after the fast, I was like expecting my cycle to start on a certain day and it didn't start. And so that was kind of weird. So then I thought, oh my gosh, should I get pregnant? So I tested and tested and and no, I wasn't pregnant. Well, <laughs> I didn't ovulate for like ever. Like my body was under the impression of, Hey, you're not getting any food. We're not going to make a baby. Like we're not going to let you ovulate smart body. Very smart. Um, but then when I did ovulate, then that threw everything off and we got pregnant. (laughs) So September, like, I can't remember the conception date exactly, but it's, it's in my chart, (laughs) my actual chart, not my brain chart. 
Um, but yeah, so we conceived in September. And so that means that I am 20 weeks along plus a few days. I'm going to release this on Friday. I was going to record this on Monday when I was exactly 20 weeks, but my life doesn't work like I think it will. So it's Friday and I'm recording this and I'm going to release it. Um, so yeah, so that was pretty shocking and exciting. I actually had gotten, um, one of my friends had a friend who sent over some hand-me-downs like several months ago, a good while back. And one of the shirts was a shirt that said big sister on it. So I got Janie, uh, well, I woke up in the morning that I knew like, okay, if I'm pregnant, I should get a positive test. I didn't want to test a whole bunch of times. I waited until I knew like, if it's, if it's a positive, it's going to be a positive today. So I took the test at the first thing in the morning, it was like five 30 and I had to get up and pee and I wanted to be really secretive about it. So I got up and peed and then I saw that it was positive. Like it turned positive before I even had time to like open my eyes. It was just like, yep, yep. You're very pregnant. Um, and so I am not good at keeping excitement at bay. Like I cannot keep it down. So I just like, Oh, was full of excitement and had then had to go lie down in bed beside my husband and not say anything because I wanted to surprise him. So I woke up whenever Janie woke up a few hours later, like seven 30 and, um, got her up and went and, and put the shirt on her. And then we just like waited for Thomas to get up and he got up and was coming in the room and like, did I think I'm trying to remember what exactly I said, Oh, I wasn't saying anything. I was just like, I was, I had the video camera on, on my phone and Janie had her big sister shirt on and Thomas starts walking in the room and he is talking about, I can't remember what he's talking about, but it's something about like farting or something. So it's on video and he was really, he's going to love this. I'm saying it in the podcast too, but it's too late now. Um, but he, he was like, are you recording this? And he didn't even realize that he didn't really realize what Janie's shirt said for a while. It was, it was a really great, great moment. And I've got it on, on camera. So I'm very happy about that. Maybe I should put it in the show notes if he'll let me, he might not, he's in his boxers, but anyway, so, um, so we, he was really excited that we were pregnant. It was very happy. Last time when I told him that I was pregnant with Janie, he had to like, Google pregnancy test because he did not believe that I had a positive test. So he believed me this time. It was very, he believed me. He knew that I knew what I was talking about. So this pregnancy, I was, I was very scared going into the first trimester because my first trimester with Janie was like a living hell. It was just, oh my word. I was so sick all the time. And I was like I was having food aversions to all of the foods that I wanted to eat for nutrition wise, like eggs. I couldn't eat eggs the entire pregnancy practically without barfing. Sorry. I'm going to talk about throw up some. Um, and so it was, eggs was a big one. I couldn't have, I made like liver pate cause I'm really into like Weston a price, uh, really nutrient dense eating And so I was able to eat that for like two weeks. And then I just got so sick on everything and everything made me puke. It was just awful. So I was really nervous going into this pregnancy, but nothing like I get to like week six and oh, I did week five. It was the night before my sixth week of pregnancy where I'm like, okay, the, the bar fest is coming on. I, I threw up big time, like just had a, oh. It was, I got so sick in the shower. It was like 20 minutes before 
at midnight where it was going to be week six, which I was like, this is not fair. It is not supposed to happen in week five. It is supposed to happen in week six. I need my 20 minutes back, but alas, alack. So I got sick then, but then everything kind of subsided and everything was fine. And I was able to eat the foods that I wanted to eat. No big deal. Um, and then I started noticing that when I would work out, I would get sick, like super sick. And I would be weak, exhausted for the rest of the day. So that was pretty disheartening. So I did have to stop working out for several months, weeks in the first trimester, or just like accept the fact that I'm going to feel like death. So I really just didn't work out much. Um, Really stunk this time that the first trimester lined up with Thanksgiving and Christmas. I definitely put on more weight than I was hoping to put on, but uh, things have evened out, so that's good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so my first trimester was was pretty seamless and smooth. Um, one thing that we decided was that I or that I really wanted, I didn't want to have any ultrasound exposure, and everybody's got an opinion on that. I'm not I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just, for my pregnancy, didn't want to have any this time. With Janie, we did uh, use a a Doppler at 13 weeks just to hear the heartbeat the one time and then didn't plan on getting any more, any more Doppler exposure or having an ultrasound. But I did end up having one at like 33 weeks because she was measuring super far ahead. Turns out it's just my low pubic bone. But um, so now we know that. But yeah, so I did have ultrasound exposure with her, but this baby, I was like, no, I really want to not do it if, I, if at all possible. So I didn't get to hear the baby's heartbeat, which kind of played a little bit, like gave me a little bit of stress and anxiety of like, oh, is the baby okay? Is the baby okay? Um, some of my friends recently have experienced loss in, in this last year and it has been, you know, it, it really hits close to home and and it's so common and it's just so heartbreaking. So then you start wondering, you know, is it going to be me this time? And, um, and so I did, I struggled with some anxiety over that, but luckily my midwife was like, listen, you're going to, what are you going to do? You'll hear the heartbeat one time and you'll know for that moment your baby's okay. But, but that's not a forever fix. That's a bandaid. What really is needing to be worked on is your anxiety and, and your trust in your body and in your baby that everything's okay until, there's something saying that it's not okay. Um, and I really loved that. So thank you, Carrie. Shout out to you. You're really good at, at talking people down, down the edge, off the edge. Um, so yeah, so no ultrasound exposure. Um, we, we found out the gender with Janie through, um, sneak peek, the, the testing, you know, the blood test. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really want to do that even with Janie, I wanted it to be a surprise, but Thomas really, really wanted to know and was like, I won't be able to bond with it. Like, how can I bond with it if I don't know what it is? So we found out with her, but with this baby, I was like, I don't want to know. And first he was like, ah, but I still want to know. And finally we agreed like, okay, if you really want to know, then you can order the blood test. You can do all of this stuff. You can make me sit down and take it. You can send it back in and you can find out and you'll be the only one that knows, which I kind of figured he would not do. And then, then he got to a point where he was just like, yeah, it's fine. Like we created a really, really cool baby last time. So I trust that boy or girl, it's going to be a cool baby. So I don't need to know this time. So that was exciting. Um, so yeah, so not a lot to know about our babe 
in that first trimester, um, I did feel like it was a boy, or I do still feel like it's a boy. With Janie, I got a really, really strong feeling immediately that she was a girl. Um, this has not been exactly the same, but my symptoms are so different that I'm kind of like, oh, I just feel like it's a boy. And so, you know, the problem with having, I've been telling people, the problem with having like that intuitive feeling of, oh, it's a boy or oh, it's a girl is when you're wrong. So I'm really hoping that I'm not wrong. But if I am, that's okay because Janie is convinced that she's got a baby sister. So I'll just be like, well, Janie knew. So um, that's that was the first trimester, pretty pretty smooth sailing besides the not being able to work out. Uh, second trimester rolled around and I was able to start working out again. Um, I got a, I had been doing like P90X30 at home, but I got a membership to our local Y and that has been awesome. Oh my gosh, guys, the Y is like the coolest thing ever because they have childcare and you can get get to like go do your class and they will watch your kid for you. And holy moly, it's just such a win. So I have been doing some strength training types of classes at the Y and um, just being really careful to make sure that everything is pregnancy okay, like okay for pregnancy, which I will say um, there's a there's an interview coming up in a few weeks and she's actually sponsoring the podcast coming up this Monday with Molly Escobar, but her name's Stephanie Sibio. She does, um, she has a course called Glowing Mamas to Be. You should really check it out. And she has a, um, the Facebook group Glowing Mamas. Um, she is just such a resource for all of the pregnancy exercise stuff. And she made me realize that I was not doing app or core exercises correctly. Um, so that was one thing that I definitely changed. So working on stabilization, not anything else. So yeah, been able to work out, been able to eat what I want. With Janie, the she started moving, like noticeably moving at like 13 weeks. It was crazy for a first time baby to feel her at like 13 weeks. Um, it was awesome. I loved it. With this baby, I could not feel anything. And it kind of that was one of those other like little things in the back of my mind, like, oh, I can't feel my baby, which I knew I know it's normal. I knew that like, okay, Janie was like some weird overachiever fetus. This is just normal fetus that is doing his own thing. Um, but yeah, so felt her early and then this baby, I really did not start feeling until like I felt two nice little bump bumps on um like December 17th, I remember. So I was like 15 weeks along, I think. I felt two little bumps then. And then at 17 weeks is when I started like feeling her, feeling this baby more consistently. Um, and then now, now I feel him or her a good bit, which makes me so happy. I don't know if you guys are like me. I have one friend who told me she really doesn't like feeling her baby move because it makes her nauseous, which I had never really thought about that before. Um, but I love baby movement. That is just the one thing that I so look forward to, I guess, especially since we're not doing the Doppler, not listening to the heart or, I mean, we're using a fetoscope now, now we can catch it, catch it on the fetoscope, but you know, that's just like, like my one deep, deep connection and just feeling those movements. And Thomas never felt Janie move with the, 
with my first pregnancy, he never felt her move. And we, we tried so many times. And like I said, she was crazy active. And he just like, I guess, felt uncomfortable keeping his hand on me too long. He was like, I just don't want to, I don't want it to squish her. I don't want it to hurt her, or, you know, whatever. More like I'm impatient and I need to move my hand. But he really didn't feel her move that much. Well, I think it was, it was either last night or the night before. At 20 weeks, he was able to feel this baby move, who is not moving nearly as much. So that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so feeling the movements, everything's going really well. I've had a few midwife appointments so far. The baby is like all on my right side. I can feel the outline already. And I'm trying really hard not to just be obnoxious, probably like I was with Janie, because I, you know, the apprentice mind, like where you just want to palpate everything. <laughs> so I like was messing with Janie all the time. I feel like with this baby, I'm trying to be a little more hands off and not mess with him and bug him. But I do love to feel where he is or she. I'm so sorry if you're a girl. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. You're going to, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So it, it, the baby, he, she. Um, so yeah, that's been really fun to to finally feel those baby baby movements. And it's weird because I remember thinking with Janie, like, oh, I'll never forget what this feels like. This is just the most amazing thing. But you know what? Like when I was feeling, now that I'm feeling the baby move again, I'm, I kind of feel like, oh yeah, I did forget exactly what that feels like. That the feeling of the baby moving in water, like it's just, that's so incredible. Like, holy cow, our bodies are so amazing and our babies are so amazing. So yeah, this pregnancy has been so different and fast, really great. I am, am really sad that my midwife from last time moved, but I do love, love, love uh, the midwife that I'm seeing now too. So it, it's all good things. Um, and she's actually going to be on the show in a few weeks too. I'm really excited about that. Um, but my midwife who caught Janie might actually possibly be able to make the birth because she's going to be coming down um, from New Hampshire around that time. She might be a few days late, but um, but anyway, yeah, so things are going really, really great. My belly popped out this week. Like, I don't know what happened. It was just, okay, week 20, here we go. Let's just pop it out, which I kind of am glad because I don't like that part of pregnancy where you just look like you let yourself go. Like, like you don't look pregnant. You just look like you've had a few too many ice cream cones. So I felt like I hit that stage earlier and I thought it was going to just last longer, but no, no, no. The belly is out and nice and round at this point. Um, I feel like if I were to compare where I am uh, like belly size wise to the last pregnancy, I feel like I'm a good four to six weeks ahead. <laughs> so I don't know what that's going to mean for the end of the pregnancy or if it's just like, oh, it's just my uterus is popping out faster. Whatever it may be, I'm glad that I'm past the you look like you've had too much pizza stage. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to cover. I don't think so. I think that's everything. Um, pregnancy is going well. I would love if you guys would share your pregnancy pictures with me. You can actually comment on my website, like at myhappyhomebirth.com. Under the episodes, you can comment. So comment on it. Let me see what you looked like and send me some comparisons of like pregnancy one versus pregnancy two or 
five or 15, whatever pregnancy you're on. Um, I'd love to see how your bellies are changing. And if you're pregnant right now, I would love a little bump picture trying to do some hashtag bump positive over here. Um, But anyway, so before I wrap this up, I do want to thank you guys so much. I just, ah, I cannot believe what is going on with this podcast. Like I knew it was going to be good because to tell you honestly, like this was not my idea. This was all the Lord telling me to do this when I was fasting. And um, it's just... He's really guided this every step of the way. I'm so grateful because I don't know what the heck I'm doing and somehow I'm doing it anyway. So that's all God. But um, I want to thank you guys so much for the support that you have given so far for liking and sharing and listening in. Um, I just ask that you continue to do that because we are getting to the end of the month of month number one, and I am like super close to a thousand downloads. And if I could end month number one with a thousand downloads, my head will spin forever. Like I cannot imagine that. I can't believe that there is this much interest. Um, so if you would please share your favorite episode, like go to your natural pregnancy group that you're in and share your favorite episode or share a link to the podcast or share my Instagram Guys, I I'm so grateful and and I cannot wait to th- see this thing just explode even more. I am working on some potential merchandise opportunities and some giveaways coming up, so please keep listening. Visit the sponsors that I have had so far and there's going to be some more on Monday like I said. Please visit their pages because that, you know, that is super encouraging and they are they are providing me with a, a little bit of money to be able to make this sustainable. Um, so if you would, if you're interested in sponsoring, go ahead and shoot me an email. If you're interested in interviewing, I would love to have you. Caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com. And other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and please come back Monday morning ready to hear from Molly Escobar. See you guys. <laughs>